Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, I planned a last-minute trip to Walt Disney World, so Leslie and I talk about the logistics of planning last-minute, how that shrinks your planning timeline, and how to go into it with the proper expectations. We recorded and edited this episode before I left for my trip, so I'm looking forward to checking in about how it went when I get back. Find all episodes of the podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you left us a positive review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, you can email us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, or connect with us on social media, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, or our Facebook page, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As The Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips With Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So today we are having a bit of an emergency episode because I had a bit of an emergency. And so we're recording early because on what should be our normal recording time, I hopefully will be at the airport getting ready to go to Walt Disney World on an emergency trip. Rub it in, Joe. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I mean, what, what can I say? What can I say? You've been to Disneyland like four times in the last three months, so I'm not going to shed any tears for you. Okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> so yeah, I joke that it's a bit of an uh, emergency, but um, Leslie, I don't even, I'm not even sure I told you a couple of days ago that I was planning on going. Did, you, did I even tell you why I decided to go? No, no. It just totally came out of left field. You were like, I'm going to Disney World this weekend or, you know, a few weekends from now. And I was like, why? <laughs> so why, Joe? Tell me why. Okay, so let me set the table, and this may not seem relevant, but it is, trust me. Well, first of all, I was supposed to take a trip with my son um, for some bonding time to Washington, D.C., but that trip got canceled for one reason or another, so I owed him a trip, um, and you know, this trip uh, I'm planning to go to Walt Disney World with my son, but that wasn't the emergency. So the emergency is, um, and I know this is going to sound silly, but I am a New York Jets fan who has been living in New England for... 17 to 18 years now, and the New England Patriots are in the Super Bowl over 50% of the time um, that I've been living here. And at some point, maybe like four or five years ago, I decided I just couldn't stand it anymore. And I just stopped watching the Super Bowl. However, whenever the Patriots are in it, which is essentially every year, it is almost unbearable for me because I'm an immature little sports fan, but it's unbearable for me to be in town. So one year we were actually, Leslie, I think you were there too for, um, Social Media Moms Conference in 2017, we were in Disney World for the Super Bowl uh, separately. And I just found that it was much more bearable to be in the most magical place on earth, a place that I love, thinking much less about football during the Super Bowl. And so a couple of weeks ago, after the Patriots won the first game in the playoffs, I was like, they're going to win the AFC Championship. They're going to the Super Bowl. I'm booking my trip to Disney World. And I booked it before they played the AFC Championship game. But sure enough, they did win. They are going to the Super Bowl. By the time you hear this, they'll probably have already won the Super Bowl. But I had to go to Walt Disney World to just not watch the Super Bowl. I love it. So Walt Disney World is your happy place to escape Tom Brady. Pretty much, yeah. So he hasn't been back. I don't think he's been back to Disney World since um, the first time he won the Super Bowl uh, all the way back in 2002. So I'm not too worried about him uh, showing up on the Monday after, even though I am telling you again, I'm guaranteeing you right now that they're going to win. I am not a big fan of of Boston sports teams of any shape or form. And, and I feel your pain because uh, I am a an Oakland A's fan living in the city where the Giants have won the World Series many times. And it is indeed pretty insufferable to be in the entire Bay Area during during that that time of, of year. So, you know, I feel you. 
Yep. So no criticism if you're a Patriots fan. I'm happy for you, but I'm just sad for myself. So I needed to go to Disney World. Honestly, that is the impetus for the trip. Also, <laughs> you know, I get a little, you know, it is pretty cold here. It was like three degrees a few days ago. And I get a little bit of a seasonal affective disorder. You know, I just need the sun. And so, you know, I thought between that, Patriots Super Bowl, wanted to take a trip with my son, wanted to take a trip down to Disney World, you know, kind of all the stars aligned. And I also had a bunch of Disney gift cards that I've been saving up. So, you know, I, I kind of had my piggy bank ready for this trip. Awesome. Well, enough uh, about your story. So I want to talk about now that you decided to do this last minute Disney World trip, how what you did and what other people can learn from that, because that's one thing I think a lot of people are scared to do. They're scared to plan a last minute Disney World vacation because they know that there are all these things they have to book 180 days in advance and 60 days in advance. And they think, gosh, I'm going to pay all this money and I've already missed all the deadlines. Is it worth it? So first of all, you think it's think it's worth it? Yeah, I definitely think it's worth it. I would say if it's maybe your first time, it might not be worth it. But, you know, even if you haven't been there in a year or a couple of years, I think it's worth planning a last minute trip, especially, you know, I'm going during a down season. Uh, yes, it's the Super Bowl, but late January, early February before President's Day, no one's really traveling to Walt Disney World. So I know I knew that it wasn't going to be that crowded. And the funny thing is when we were recording our Disney World planning timeline episode uh, a few episodes ago, you know, I was thinking to myself, I kind of don't plan like that anymore. You know, I don't even decide on my trips until four to five months out these days. Um, and then in this case, you know, I only decided like literally three weeks out. I think it's it's going to be great. I think the first thing I would say is if you're planning a last minute trip, you know, you just manage your expectations. You know, I'm just going to hopefully get some sun, soak in some of the magic. I know my son's going to be excited about seeing some characters, um, getting some autographs. You know, we'll go on some rides, but I'm not there to like, you know, go crazy about rides. I don't think he's even tall enough for Splash Mountain, which is my favorite. You know, I think he's only 38 inches. So the most thrilling ride that we could do or qualify for is Slicky Dog Dash. And I'm not even sure if he'll do that. So, you know, I'm just going and managing my expectations, which I think is the number one. I think we've said this multiple times, but it's kind of the first thing you got to do for any Disney World trip. Very true. So tell us about how you got your flights. Did you make it? Did you make your flight reservations within the 21 day deadline that is often when fares go up? I made it maybe 22, 23 days in advance. Um, so, you know, I have a lot of JetBlue points since I fly out of Boston. And so, you know, I decided to use my points for the flight. JetBlue, um, the points and the cash prices are kind of linked. So it was a little expensive point wise. Uh, I think we spent about 20,000 JetBlue points for each of us. Um, so 40,000 total. Uh, the Cash tickets, I think we're running around $347 to $350, which is more than I would normally pay. But since I was um, paying in points, uh, you know, I was happy to pay it. And also, you know, I knew that because I was going last minute, this was going to be my kind of most expensive costs or like the cost that I was going to have to spend more than I needed to. However, um, I know we did an episode on date night and we haven't talked about taking an adults only trip yet. What I found was if I was flying during like quote unquote adult times, like leaving at 8.30 PM at night or flying super early in the morning that the round trip prices were down to all the way $250. Um, so, you know, I could have saved a hundred dollars there, but with my, or 200 total, but with my son, you know, I didn't want to take those crazy trips. So even three weeks out, you know, the prices were pretty good. And um, one thing about JetBlue is they don't oversell seats. So you can just look at the seat map and see how many seats are open. And then you kind of know whether you need to book now or you can still wait a little bit, gamble a little bit. 
That's great. That's not too bad. And when you're only booking for two people, yeah, you, it doesn't hurt as much that the flights are a little more expensive. I'm sure if you were taking the family of five, the calculus would have been a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, you know, one thing about going last minute is having only the two of us obviously made it a lot more possible. That's right. So what about hotels? What, where did you look and where did you ultimately book for this trip? Yeah. So here's a funny thing. I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but Leslie, there was like literally no standard rooms on property. You know, I checked every day for like a week and there was nothing. The kind of the lowest room you could get was a family suite at Art of Animation, which is like $360 a night. Coronado Springs had one of their like one bedrooms or like one of their bigger rooms at like $450 a night. And then Bay Lake Tower, like $600 a night. And then everything else was like $1,000 a night. It was pretty crazy. I haven't seen that before. That's crazy. And that's you were checking availability not only on the Disney website, but elsewhere to make sure it wasn't just a bug. So here's the funny thing. Um, and also a tip, especially if you're planning last minute trips in and you're looking for good deals on on-site Disney hotels. So Touring Plans has hired a new writer, John Tierney. He's at JJT on Twitter because he has found a way to kind of use Priceline Express deals to get on-site Disney hotels for very cheap. So Priceline Express deals is that thing where when you go to Priceline and you search for a hotel, they'll say like, hey, you can book this hotel is in the Lake Buena Vista area. It's four stars and it'll cost you $70 a night, but we won't tell you which one it is. What John has done a lot of research on is using this Google Chrome extension called Hotel Canary. And what that Chrome extension will do is it will predict what hotel Priceline Express is talking about. Um, and so Len Testa from Touring Plans has tweeted about this as well. What you do is when you go to Priceline Express, like you pick a hotel and then it'll be like, it's an 87% chance that this is all-star movies. So the really interesting thing is the weekend before the Super Bowl, um, Richard Kerr at Award Travel 101 on Twitter, AWRD, he tweeted out that Hotel Canary had found on Priceline Express deals all-star movies for like $46 a night. So the weekend before the Super Bowl, there seems to be plenty of space at Disney hotels, which is really weird because the Pro Bowl is happening in Orlando. Um, but for some reason, the weekend of the Super Bowl, no Disney hotels. That's that's crazy. But I had heard about Hotel Canary, but I hadn't, hadn't reason to check into it yet. So so did it work for you? <laughs> I, I think that's what we're leading up to. <laughs> yeah. So uh, like I was saying, it did not work for my dates. Um, oh. the, the extension is very finicky, but it did work like I recreated i found the all-star um, hotels that richard kerr had talked about um for the weekend of the 31st but unfortunately i'm going the weekend of february 2nd so uh no deal so what i did was instead i booked the hyatt place lake buena vista which is supposedly nearby it came out to i booked two nights at 125 dollars a night actually the cheapest room for two nights was 125 dollars a night but i actually booked 140 dollars a night room because they apparently have family rooms with bunk beds. So I want to just check that out and see what that was like, you know, figure spend an extra $30, you know, for the podcast, we can write it off. That's right. That's right. And I presume you booked on Hyatt.com because you don't get your breakfast at Hyatt place. If you don't book on Hyatt.com, right? Yes, of course. Um, and then, so I booked two nights with that. I booked one night with my Hyatt points and I also have a Hyatt free night from the world of Hyatt credit card that I booked uh, my fourth night at. So actually I'm staying at the Hyatt place by the airport on Sunday night because we're going to fly out um, at 8 a.m. Monday morning to come home so I can get to work. 
Smart. So it's an all Hyatt vacation. Um, what what about transportation for getting from the Hyatt to Disney? Are you renting a car or doing something different? Yeah. So I'm going to rent a car. Um, so I'm pretty loyal to Hertz as long as my kids are in car seats. Um, because, you know, if you book through AAA or, you know, I've said before, really, if you just flash your AAA card, you get a car seat rental for free. So that way I don't have to worry about dragging a car seat down for my son. Um, so I'll rent a car. I rented a compact car. It's only like $30 a day, so it's pretty good. And um, you'll have a car seat as well. Great. So let's talk Fast Pass because that's really the, the, the hardest part to get on a Disney vacation if you're doing it last minute. And you, of course, are probably not going for the biggest thrill ride attractions because you've got your you know your son with you. But how, how did that process go? And, and I presume it's a work in progress right now. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, fast passes are always a work in progress for me because I always love to kind of tweak it and make it more ideal. But I was really surprised, especially given that there was no Disney hotels. I thought that there would be no fast passes, but I pretty much got fast passes that I'm happy with. So on Friday, we're going to go to Hollywood Studios. I got Toy Story Mania, and then you know I got a couple other throwaway fast passes. I got Star Tours, and then another throwaway fast pass because. My son's not going to go on Rock and Roller Coaster or Tower of Terror or anything. But really, the only one, the only fast passes at Hollywood Studios that I wasn't able to find a week out or no, two weeks out were um, Slinky Dog Dash and Rock and Roller Coaster. So, you know, there was quite a few fast passes still available, which again, I still don't understand why there's no hotel rooms. I'm actually thinking maybe they have closed off blocks of rooms and are like hiring less people for the weekend. Yeah, that makes sense. That's really interesting. I mean, I, I know people are just dodging Hollywood Studios, you know, on their vacations for sure. That's that park is probably everybody's just like waiting for Star Wars Land. But um, that that is really bizarre. I presume yeah. Lynn, Test- Lynn Testa will probably have some answers for us in a few weeks' time. I hope so, because when um I looked at Epcot in on Saturday, you know, the Tier One Fast Passes, which are the character spot with Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy, Frozen Ever After, Soren, and Test Track, all four of those were available. Not at like the most perfect times, like Frozen, I think, wasn't until at nighttime, but you know, I could pretty much get all of them if I wanted to. So I grabbed the Disney character spot for early in the morning, and I'm pretty sure I can use the refresh pass, refresh fast pass technique that we talked about in our advanced fast pass tricks episode to get frozen ever after later, but all four were available. So again, not sure what's going on there. I'm wondering, I'm going to go look at the uh, ESPN wide world of sports complex to see if there's maybe something going on (laughs) over there. That's like taking all the hotel rooms, but not putting people in the parks. That's very bizarre. Pro bowl was the week before, but no one's going to still be there from the pro bowl. So I don't know what's going on. And then magic kingdom, same thing, you know, pretty much could get whatever I wanted. Seven doors, mine train wasn't available, but outside of that, um, you know, almost every, Oh, seven doors, mine train, wasn't available. Peter Pan wasn't available until like 7 p.m., but everything else was pretty much available all day. Um, I would say I think Enchanted Tales with Belle wasn't available till 2, but then besides that, you know, again, whatever I wanted. So, you know, it's pretty great. That's great. So you sounds like you got a three-day ticket. Did you get a hopper? So I have not bought my tickets yet, um, and so I was thinking about using Undercover Tourist, but like I said, I've been kind of saving up Disney gift cards um, that, you know, I was buying on sale, like BJ's had a bunch of sales in December. Um, and, you know, I got discounted Disney gift cards from various other places, another episode that we'll have to do 
sometime. And so, you know, I think I'm still going to save more money by just going through Disney directly and paying with my gift cards. And I'd rather do that than uh, expend cash since with the gift cards, it's cash that I've already spent. I probably will not get a park hopper. I'm like, I'm still debating it, but I think I'm going to stay away from it because I think we can do Hollywood Studios one day, Epcot one day, Magic Kingdom one day. And, you know, he should be pretty he should be pretty happy. And I think we really do need to go back to the hotel at least one or maybe two of those days. Cause um, he's only three and a half. So he's going to revolt on me uh, if I push him too hard. Yeah. No force March this time, Joe. That's your family, Leslie. That's your family. Oh, come on. Come on. So last, but certainly not least uh, with a three and a half year old, did you choose to make any dining reservations or are you just going to wing it? Dining reservations were not as plentiful as, fast pass reservations. And I think part of that is because a lot of locals will make dining reservations, but I was able to get via Napoli for dinner on Saturday. Although I was thinking, you know, I always say that you can save a lot of money at via Napoli, but I think that goes, if you have like four or more people with two people, we'll probably spend the same as we spend elsewhere. But my son likes pizza. I like via Napoli. So I have that reserved for Saturday night at Epcot. And then for Sunday, Lunch, I have Crystal Palace booked because I think uh, my son would really like to see Winnie the Pooh and friends, um, just like my daughter did last year. Hollywood Studios, I didn't book anything. I was thinking of booking the sci-fi drive-in, but you know, I was thinking he might be a little bit overstimulated by all the like black and white dinosaurs and stuff that they have on the screen. And so, you know, I think we might just do quick service at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, it's never talked about that. That can be a little creepy. If you have a really sensitive younger kid, I was actually worried about it with my son because I've, I've t- spoken before about how sensitive he is. And uh, we went in there and you know, there's like <laughs> these horror movies, essentially. I mean, they're dated, but they're not dated to a four or five, you know, three or four or five year old. So he was OK, but I think that's probably a fair, a fair uh, word of warning to put out there into the universe. Yeah, I'm, my daughter doesn't mind it. And I don't think he would mind it. But, you know, I think I don't want to. Since I do have a car, I don't want to like eat all of my meals in the parks. Um, and since we're are probably going to leave, so I'll be interested to see how long, like practically, it'll take to drive from park to hotel. Um, so we'll see about that. Do you have anything else you think we should know about? I actually realized as I was planning this trip that I know two other families, um, family friends who are visiting Disney World throughout February. One of them's arriving the day. I leave and then another one's going for President's Week. And so I emailed them and I was like, hey, do you want to split a memory maker? Um, and so we decided to split a memory maker. So, you know, we we're taking that cost of that memory maker and dividing by three. So I'm pretty excited about that. Very smart. Love that hack. It sounds like you put together a pretty good last minute Disney World vacation. We'll look forward to getting your report here in a couple of weeks. Do you have any Disney do's or don'ts to leave us with here today? I think my Disney don't would be if you've stayed on site before or you have magic bands from previous trips don't throw them away since i'm so last minute when i finally do buy my tickets disney is not going to have time to mail the cards to me um the ticket cards the rfid cards that would serve us my ticket but it doesn't matter because i have magic bands from old trips so all i need to do is link the tickets that i get either from disney or from undercover tourist or getaway today or whoever um, and i link it to my magic bands and so you know, once we show up, we should be able to get into the parks, no problem. So, you know, that's just kind of one less step that you need to worry about. You don't have to worry about checking the mail for your cards. You don't have to worry about going to guest services. You know, you can just go straight into the parks. So my Disney don't would be don't throw away magic bands until you get 
more than say three or four. And when your wife makes you throw them away, then you got to throw some away. Or in my case, my husband, I do have like a magic band drawer and I was starting to feel a little bit like a hoarder. So, you know, we've cleaned it out, but keeping the good ones. Just touch your magic band, ask yourself if it sparks joy. If not, say thank you and then throw it away. (laughs) True. Thank you, Marie Kondo. Indeed. All right. So that wraps it up for this episode. Um, Thank you for indulging me. I hopefully... My planning of a last minute trip has given you some ideas or given you an encouragement that it's possible. If you have any ideas or tips for planning last minute trips of Disney World, uh, we'd love to hear it. You can connect with us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or on Twitter at WDWDeciphered or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Final episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. And we just really thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Leslie, for recording this emergency episode and indulging me. Of course, it's a tough job, but I'm always happy to do it. Thanks so much, Leslie. And I will see you on social media as I blast all my pictures out. Thanks, Joe. Ladies, at Essentia Health, you're not just a patient. You're a partner in your healthcare journey. We'll get to the heart of your health questions, even the ones you're embarrassed to ask. We'll find solutions to fit your unique needs and lifestyle, because here, we're in it together. Feel confident in your care and in yourself. Schedule a women's health appointment with an Essentia Health provider today. Click the banner to learn more.